0: Coming up next on the voice of Alabama politics, tax and regulate gaming now. Also, Mike Durant's sister speaks out about incest. And there's polls, more polls, and more, more polls.
1: If you lose (laughs) control.
0: Not that kind of poll. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter with APR. Welcome.
2: Hi, guys. Yes.
0: You know, Josh, uh, the two white guys talking, I don't know, we're out of that now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You got yeah, me back. it, yeah,
2: But canceled. you got me back. Yeah. Yeah, it got got canceled after one week. I don't know yeah, what happened. Uh, well, there
0: you go. A cancel culture, man. Two white That's guys right. talking. That
2: ain't that popular yeah, anymore. Us white men, we're always the targets. Ah, yeah, there's know.
0: a reason for that. I know. Hey, you know, uh, Josh, and it, it, it's just one of those things. You, you've had a big couple of weeks in reporting <laughs> over yeah. at APR. You know, Alabama political Say reporter. That. Uh, th- th- this past week, you broke two huge stories. One was on this unexpected gaming expansion over in Greene County Mm -hmm. where you uncovered that they were actually, one of the places was giving people access to play video games on their phone and actually wager. And we saw it here in Montgomery, wagers being made on a uh, a casino in Greene County. This is why we need legislation to legalize, tax, and regulate gaming in Alabama. But give our viewers a little update on exactly what what, was going on
2: yeah so um yeah apparently one of the casinos uh in green county and there are several in that particular county uh that are operational uh electronic bingo casinos and uh in the in this casino which this one was this game was apparently tied to the palace although i understand that they were not the only ones uh, participating in this um although i will say green track was not um and you know it's a it's a video a mobile uh, mobile gaming, basically, mobile gambling. Uh, you could go in, uh, use your rewards card uh, with your gambling ID. Uh, they would <coughs> set you up within the system, and then you were free to play on your cell phone wherever you might be, um, and which is... Pretty illegal in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, there's no question about that. There, there are other casinos out here, including the Port Street Indians, who would love to do that that sort of right. thing, but they cannot right. do it. And right, uh, but it's you know, so they were doing that and uh, had get had been getting away with it for a while because apparently there was very little oversight uh, of this sort of thing. And it, but that's kind of indicative of what's going on across the state. And when people say, uh, like Greg Albritton, uh says, you know, we uh, state senator Greg Albrighton says we need. To to uh, pass this bill so we can put some regulations in place and control some of this that's happening. this is the sum of this that's happening, okay? That, that We're having an expansion of gaming that most people probably aren't aware of that's taking place all over the state. It's not just in Greene County. There's uh-huh. problems in Jefferson County. There's problems in Walker County. Uh, there's some problems in the northeastern part of the state. There's some problems down in South Alabama as well. Uh, this sort of thing is everywhere because there's so much money being made uh, by these casinos, and there's so very little punishment. If they get caught doing this... All of the punishments are misdemeanors. And, and, you know, until that changes, they're going to keep doing it because there's just too much money out there. I mean, Susan,
0: you know, and and, and people can differ on this, but I I think that's very clear. Uh, Green County, Macon County, mm-hmm. uh, uh, In Houston? have, uh, have what's the Amendment. other county? What's the other county, In Josh? Lowndes county. county, that's it. Have constitutional amendments. Uh... They have operated with inside the guidelines of that. They have worked hard. The Porch Creek have federal uh, license to operate. They don't do these shenanigans.
3: No. Mm-hmm. Victory Land, Wind Creek, and Green Track, they play by the rules. They play strictly by the rules. They've readjusted their machines to make everything, in it, make everybody happy. But then you've got all these other people out there running around. And 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 doing all this legal stuff, well, it bounces back on them as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And because people that are against gambling just see it all as one thing, well, it's not.
0: And you know- Josh, this is the this is the hard fact: there is gambling, legal gambling, in Alabama, already. But mm-hmm. you have these people, and I I don't discount their sincere beliefs, but I discount the accuracy of their argument. We need to we need to realize that we have a problem, and it's not at Green Track or, uh, or in, in, in Birmingham over at the Horse Track or at the Porch mm-hmm. Creek. It's these lawless casinos that are operating.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a reason why. That's what I keep telling people. There's a reason why these facilities were included in the bill. It's because these guys, that they're, they're known commodities, uh, the folk, the, uh, the guys that run uh, Victory Land and the Birmingham Racecourse, uh, Green Track, uh, the Mobile Greyhound Park, and the Porch Creek Indian facilities. They have operated in the state for decades now. Uh, they, they follow the laws that are on the books for them, okay? Now, there's been disagreement over what is legal and what is illegal with them. But they have gone back and forth with the law. And I'll give you a prime example of this. At Birmingham, they had electronic bingo machines there for a brief period of time. They said that was illegal. They did not have a constitutional amendment in that county, in Jefferson County, to play those games. They removed those machines and replaced them with historical horse racing machines uh, that the attorney general has approved for them to operate in that thing. Uh, Mobile, which is operated primarily by the Porch Creek Indians, uh, asked to play the same horse racing games because of the difference of the facilities. The attorney general's office said no they didn't play the games. Exactly. That's the difference in these guys and what's taking place at some of these off these other, these other sites and why they're not included is because we feel like these are Alabama businessmen that have treated this with <coughs> respect and tried to follow the laws as though, especially when they felt like they were being treated fairly and at least tried to follow right. federal laws in right. doing the gaming at their establishments. And the thing is,
0: Susan, and this is what we keep saying is that the people of Alabama want to vote on this issue, and we can't get lawmakers to give them an opportunity to vote. Now, the easiest thing to do <clears> is throat> to throat> call a special session sometime in June and pass the legislation that regulates taxes and, and, and codifies codifies what's legal. Uh, but it has to happen soon.
3: It has to happen soon. We need to get this argument out. This has been going on too long. As you can see... You know, the regulations not being there are causing problems across the state. People want to at least vote on it, whether they want to vote up or down. Legislators, it's not whether you want the gambling or not. It's not you voting for gambling. The people have to vote on it, and you know that. Right, and the thing is,
0: Josh, uh, the best way to do this, and we only got nine seconds, so I'll have to end this. The best way to do this is get it on the general election ballot in November and let the most Alabamians vote it up or down. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Ivy shut the churches down but kept the abortion clinics open. Ivy is aiding and abetting murder when she allowed the abortion mills to stay open. Lindy Blanchard is a defender of life. She adopts children. She stands for life. She's the most pro-life candidate for governor I've ever known. That's why I'm supporting Lindy Blanchard for governor of the state of Alabama, the governor we need. So, you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket.
2: What are you in for?
0: Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm Donald Trump and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are a few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. As I mentioned earlier, Josh, you've had a a busy week out there and doing investigative reporting. Uh, One of the most troubling stories that I've ever had to uh, talk about or witness, and that is that Mike Durant, uh, Mike Durant, who's running for U.S. Senate, his father molested Mike Durant's sister, Mary uh, Durant-Ryan, from the time she was a child until she was college age, and when Mike Durant found out about it, he he confronted his father. His father confessed to it. Mike Durant acknowledged it, but then turned around and turned on his sister back in the 90s and accused her of lying, accused her of being having mental issues, and so on and so forth. You have spoken with Mary Durant on several occasions, uh, and and re- most recently you sat down with her in her home state of. North Carolina. Let's listen to this first clip.
1: And then I, I think initially he tried to do the right thing, but then when he realized how hard it was going to be to do the right thing, he didn't want to do it. And it was much easier to go into denial. It was much easier to get mad at me and blame me. It was it, it was like all the hostility that should have gone towards the person who did the crime, instead got shifted off onto me.
0: Josh, what, what, what's your reaction to this? I mean, when you sat there with Mary Durant, I mean, it had to be compelling, but. Listening to this again, uh,
2: this is troubling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, the, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is Mary Durant is, or Mary Ryan, I'm sorry, is a um, is a very impressive lady. Um, and this interview with her and and the straightforward way in which she went about it was, you know, it was just it was it was just very I, I don't know a better word than impressive. It was just a very impressive. Uh, way that she handled it, everything. And, you know, listening to her talk about, uh, her brother and, and what he did and try to, you know, she's gone through years of therapy. So trying to put this into some context and, and trying to wrap her head around it, uh, you can tell it took her years to try to figure out exactly what was going on there and come to some form of acceptance of what happened. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard. It's, you know, uh, her saying, you know, he tried to do the right thing, but it was just too hard. And, you know, and can you imagine how hard it was on her? Yeah, I mean, Susan,
0: uh, this is, is just a family tragedy. It is. But this man wants to be a U.S. senator. I mean, how can he?
3: I, I don't understand how you could turn your, you know, your back on your family member when you know. I mean, the father admitted to Mike Durant that he had done these things, and then he turned on her and tried to make it all about her. I mean, Mike Durant did. What kind of person actually does those things? What kind of things go through their mind that would cause them to turn hostilities toward them. And
0: I wanna turn to this next clip. Mike did an interview back in the 90s where he said that his sister was disturbed, that she was lying. Meanwhile, he was writing, he eventually wrote books calling his father a hero. Let's roll the next clip.
1: He knew I had way too much evidence to say that it hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. So instead his strategy was to try to minimize it and to try to say that it was less than what it was. And, um, you know, I mean, how classic to say that I was exaggerating. It's like, you don't go to the perpetrator to find out how bad the abuse was. You go to the victim to find out how bad the abuse was. The perpetrator's always gonna minimize. That's what they do. If they don't deny, they minimize. So, you know, Mike just went along with all of that. Susan, he blamed
0: the victim. He He blamed the victim.
3: He did, and it's uh, as Mary says, And when we've talked whether this is classic, this is not, you know, something that's unusual in families of incest, what's called the incestness. Yes, he turned on her and made it seem like his father was, you know, some sort of hero, and she was some sort of person that was just trying to stir trouble for him and his father, not acknowledging the fact that this had actually happened and actually, you know, damaged her.
0: I mean, Josh... uh... Uh, Let's roll this next clip, and then I want you to comment on, on, on this one. This is a very important one right here. You
1: know, it was quite clear that he was using his notoriety to, um, as a weapon against me to make people question my credibility. Even though I had all this evidence, signed confessions, he still was trying to make people not believe me.
0: I mean I don't know what do you say. This guy was promoted by the army as some kind of hero. Uh he wrote books where he he really cast himself in that that role as a hero. Even now he's running for office as some kind of military hero, but he did not have the courage and guts to stand up for his sister. This is an important
2: issue. Yeah, well you know I think the most the most troubling part is not that he didn't have the courage to stand up for his sister is that he in this interview specifically he he attacked her credibility um, right. and, and really undercut her story of abuse here. I mean, the, the, his comments during that interview in which he, uh, you know, he said his father, oh yeah, my father used to spank us, but nothing more than that. And, right. uh, you know, he's not the monster that Mary's making him out to be. And, uh, you know, he, there were a lot of things that, that he said in this interview, which he, he knew this at this point now, let's keep in mind. His father had confessed to him. His father had signed a written confession, and which he agreed to enter into a treatment plan with Mary that she was holding him to. Otherwise, she was going to press charges against him. So there, there's no question of the guilt in this particular. There's no question about what happened. And he went on national TV, and he did this, and the result of that, uh, you know, Mary said was that it, it crushed her. Uh, she spent the next week in a psychiatric hospital, uh, suicidal. Um, she, it, it took her months, if not years, to kind of stabilize after that because of, uh, you know, this is the person she trusted the most. This is the first person she went to in her family was her brother, uh, With, with exact, w- what happened to her f- with her father. Um, and, and this is kind of what he did. And there's, you know, that to me is, man... Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know that there's will ever be an explanation for that. Susan, we got about
0: twelve seconds here, but if if a father sneaking into his own daughter's room and raping her is not a monster, I don't know what a monster is. I tell
3: is. you what a bigger monster is, one that takes his daughters in front to his father <coughs> knowing he's a pedophile. Well he did which that. He did.
0: All right, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This, distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from
1: your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: Hi everybody, I'm Randy Owen. I wanna encourage you to join me in voting yes on the State Parks Amendment on Alabama's primary election ballot, May the 24th. Voting yes signals your support for outdoor recreation, and will help maintain and expand all 21 state parks from the State Park on Lookout Mountain to Gulf State Park on the coast. Our state parks are one of the many reasons I'm glad my is in Alabama. Hope you'll join me in voting yes for our state
2: parks on May 24th.
0: Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, Katie Britt, no relationship to you and I, even though people seem to think that's true, and it wouldn't bother I'd me. any day. It wouldn't I'd bother me, me a bit. She's she's a wonderful woman, a great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but all that aside, Katie Britt is now leading handily in the polls. Some of them show her double digits. <laughs> Excuse me over Mike Durant and and. Um, and uh, Mo Brooks
3: yeah one of the uh, the last polls showed her at 27 percent of the that <laughs> they vote for her where Durant and Brooks are now tied at like 20 percent. It's interesting now that you know Katie's going up Durant's backing you know going sliding backwards and Mo Brooks coming a little forward on that. So it, it's kind of interesting there because in some other polls you've got uh, Katie at 38 um, uh, percent, Durant at 27 and Brooks has come up to 22.
0: Josh, I mean, polls are a snapshot in time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, when this thing started, uh, Mo Brooks was way ahead with 40 points. Now he is uh, at 20 or 20-something, and and Duran at one point was 35, 36, 37 points ahead. He has slid back. There is no time left. People have made up, they're making up their mind, and and this race is going into probably uh, a, a, a runoff, but, I mean. And really, I don't even know who's going to be in the runoff other than Katie Britt.
2: Yeah, it seems it seems like she has uh, she's pro- she's been the most stable of the candidates. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know honestly, I don't know how to take some of the some of the polling on this. I think you know you have to kind of combine the polls that you get to get a to get a better idea of what we're looking at and uh, because they they seem to fluctuate so much from from one week to the next, which I guess is is kind of uh you know indicative of that that big number of undecideds that are on most of these polls but yeah, I will say it's no real surprise that that durant has fallen off. I think you know anybody who who does this semi-regularly could take a look at uh, all of those numbers for him and knew that they were kind of phony based on the fact that uh, nobody had really attacked him. Nobody had really gone after him for anything right. at that point. He had ba- basically been ignored and, and had gotten into the lead for that. And and, as soon, and sure enough, as soon as the attack ads came out and people started to take a look at, hey, who is Mike Durant? And nobody knew who the hell the guy was. Uh, then, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it started to, to take its toll on his numbers. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I think uh, for Mo Brooks, uh, he's got to avoid uh, Donald Trump saying anything negative about him for the next couple of weeks.
3: Well, yeah. I'm Durant, too. I think it's also the fact that he won't answer any questions. He won't, and, and yeah. some reporters' questions. He won't, he refuses to debate. And people, Alabama voters, don't really like that. They want to be talked to, they want to hear what you've got to say. And I think that's really hurting him, too. I think so,
0: too. And I want to double back to this polling thing. They, you know, there are, are a sizable number of. Undecideds. But historically, and especially if you talk to people who've run campaigns for years and years and years and observed them, historically, the undecideds will break primarily for the leader. Mm -hmm. So if if Katie Britt is in front, as it appears, the majority of those undecideds will break for uh, Katie Britt. They will not break and go to Durant or Mo Brooks. Mm -hmm. There will be some, but uh, that's just an interesting. Aside mm-hmm. there, I, yeah, anything else you wanted to add there, Josh?
2: No, uh, no, I think you're you're right about that. Uh, you know, I just I, you look at uh, at Mo Brooks and, and Mike Durant, and and I think that there there's a lot of fluctuation in between the people that are voting for them, and you know I, I think this race is a real inter- interesting one because of the person that you do know the best in here, Mo Brooks, is a person that most people don't want to vote for, uh, and then you have two relative unknowns. Although, you know, Katie Britt is is born and raised in Alabama and been around here forever, uh, and Mike Durant is a, is kind of an outside the state guy, um, and so you know i i think that it's it fluctuates a lot based on those those factors too yeah it
0: and, and interesting i brought up to somebody the other day and uh, uh and i said well you know Katie Britt has not used her uh being a woman Mm-mm. as a part of this campaign. Because it shouldn't be. And and, and, and the, the guy that I was talking to, he said, well she's run more like a man than either one of these. She's outshocked them. Yeah. She's out them.
2: She's not, I, I mean, mean she's not talking to people, you know. She yeah. goes out and, and talks to people. That's and so.
3: listens to what they say. Well the,
0: you know, being married to a woman who, who can 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 make you cringe when she shoots a pistol and and actually can hold up and work all day next time ANY GUY, uh, I UNDERSTAND THAT. I, I WANT TO mm-hmm. MOVE AHEAD HERE. Uh, JOSH IS JUST UNBELIEVABLE. Uh, this, THIS GOVERNOR'S RACE HAS JUST, I THINK, BROUGHT OUT THE WORST uh, and, AND SOME FOLKS. TIM JAMES, uh, WHO uh, I'VE KNOWN FOR YEARS, ALWAYS LIKED TIM, BUT HE APPEARED AT A CHURCH IN Rainsville, uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and basically uh, recited where he was in uh, Virginia Beach, I think it was, and he saw Richmond. some people that, huh? Richmond. Was in Richmond. Richmond. In Richmond. Yeah. Okay. Where he saw some folks that had mohawks and tattoos and dressed a little different, and he, he just called them freaks and just really went after him. I mean, is that how low a campaign can go? That you have to go into a church and criticize the way people look? I mean, the church. Took down the video and apologized for Tim James's comments.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Good for them, uh, you know, that they decided that that, uh, that was a bridge too far, uh, you know. And, and I think we could also raise some questions about, you know, why they're having a political candidate speak at a church in the first place, uh, you know, and, um, mm. you know, but it, it's a, um, you know, it, man, I, I don't know what we're getting to. I mean, we're, we're there. when your entire campaign is just based on fear mongering, and that's all Tim James's campaign has been. You know, you should be afraid of all of these people, including children, who are a little bit different than you are, who live a different life, who believe different things. You should you have to be afraid of all these people and we have to push them to the outer edges and we have to uh, make sure that they they don't infringe upon our way of normal life, whatever we decide normal uh, is for us. And right. it's just it's just detestable. It really is.
0: And uh, Susan, the church said that they their mission their god godly mission was bring everyone together mm-hmm. uh uh you know you know we pass a sign here uh when we we come into Montgomery and it says there's a god in heaven who loves you I, is do these people i mean it's sort of like their god is hate and you you brought this up before i yeah. mean where where is that god in heaven that loves them he, seen- when these people on earth Deliver so much hate.
3: I, I don't understand because, you know, Jesus came here about love, about inclusion, praying the children on me. And let's not forget, don't judge, lest YOU be judged. Let's not forget that one, too. And I think Tim James did a pretty heavy job of judging people on that one. But it's supposed to be about inclusion and making everybody feel welcome, not pointing out and calling people freaks and all that. Well, but it's, if you got to hate
0: in your religion, You need a new religion. Well, unfortunately, everybody doesn't own khaki pants and those uh, plaid shirts, but we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.